<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs, and it's great to have you with us today. Thanks for being here. The United States is tracking yet another mystery balloon, China, China, China. Although the Department of Defense denies that it's China, they did confirm, however, that it's following the path of another high-altitude balloon. The unmanned balloon detected off the coast of Hawaii on April 28th is floating at about 36,000 feet, and as usual, we, the concerned American citizens, well, we're not going to know much until the Biden regime decides it's our turn. We'll see how they react this time, the Biden administration, that is. And perhaps this time they won't let it fly over dozens of our military bases that house some of our most critical war machines and technology. And speaking of the Biden administration, as we often do here, the troubles for Secretary of State Blinken have just begun. Senators Chuck Grassley and Ron Johnson are demanding that Secretary Blinken produce all records related to Hunter Biden after Blinken lied to Congress. Blinken colluding, it appears, with those 51 crooked intel chiefs who signed that open letter saying the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. That just days before the 2020 presidential election. The Secretary of State sat down with Fox News' Benjamin Hall this week and refused to answer Hall's question when asked about that Hunter Biden laptop. Here he is. I want to ask about the letter that was written concerning Hunter Biden's laptop uh, that said it was you know, Russian disinformation. Uh, can you explain what your role was in that and if you incentivized it? Well, first, one of the great benefits of this job is that I uh, don't do politics and uh, don't, uh, don't engage in it. But with regard to, uh, to that letter, um, I didn't, uh, wasn't my idea, didn't ask for it, didn't solicit it. And uh, I think uh, the testimony uh, that um, the former Deputy Director of the CIA, Mike Morrell, put forward, confirms that. Not engaging in politics, folks? You heard that correctly. As I said, it seems Secretary Blinken's troubles have just begun. With that, let's talk some politics. And joining us now, the one and only Mr. New York, the great, great, great Mark Simone. Mark, great to have you with us here on The Great America Show. I counted three greats there. Wow, thanks. I, I used to get just one. <laughs> well, we got, I actually had you up to four, but I must have well. gotten tired in the middle of it. <laughs> Great to have you here, my friend. Yeah, uh, I love it. We have got so much to talk about, uh, uh, both serious and, uh, and just simply cosmically absurd. Let's start, a, <laughs> let's start with the announcement on video by the President of the United States. At 6 a.m., he releases the video announcing he does indeed intend to and will therefore be running for President of the United States again. His re-election campaign is officially underway. I know you had to be awestruck and dumbfounded at the decision. Your thoughts? I was amazed they didn't fire everybody that put that video together. I mean, it starts <laughs> with 
horror film music. Literally, like the soundtrack of uh, The Exorcist or something, that gloomy horror movie music. And then, you know, I'm an audio expert. I went over that thing. There must be 50, 60 edits in there. Obviously, he couldn't get through a whole sentence. They're all pieced together from different takes. And at some points they had, you could hear it. Go listen to it again. They drown him out with the music. He must have sounded so wheezy. And uh, the content was ridiculous. You know, I, I don't know why he made the theme freedom, personal freedom. This guy wants to tell you what light bulb you can use, what kind of oven you can have, what car you can drive, what thermostat setting you're allowed to. I mean, and he's talking about personal freedom, the nerve of this guy. And then uh, he's good. Well, he also did this, you know, mega extremists. He, they do that all the time, these Democrats. They create some boogeyman you're supposed to be afraid of. But last time it was the Tea Party and then it was the neocons and uh, uh, same old stuff. I don't I don't know if it's going to work this time. Well, I don't either, but I'm one of those people who it, it works for me, that neocon stuff. I I don't like neocons. I mean, I don't like what they've got to peddle, which is, you know, uh, the destruction of most of Earth just to just to take out a few commies uh, at will. Where do we go from here? I mean, we've got Biden coming back. And I love Nikki Haley. She's saying my releases this commercial saying Joe Biden has failed. And I'm screaming at the at the monitor. No, he hasn't failed. He's doing everything he meant to. He's destroying the family. He got rid of the border. He's bringing in millions and millions of illegal immigrants to destroy the middle class and our working men and women. Yeah, he has got us with troops lined up, ready to go toe to toe with the Ruskies in nuclear combat. I, I mean, he's doing exactly what he wanted. He rules by fiat, executive order. He, the Congress can't keep up with him. They don't even know what he's doing, let alone uh, approve of any of it. Yeah, uh, Nikki Haley is like one of those ruthless real estate agents you can't trust. <laughs> he's trying to sell you anything and everything. <laughs> I mean, uh, and anybody that's ever worked with her, ask the Trump administration, a treacherous snake. Uh, it looks good, sounds good, makes a nice impression. Uh, but I wouldn't trust her for a second. And uh, congratulations. I think she got up to 1% already. That's pretty good for her. Yeah, well, it's a 1%. I don't think they're, they're going to double anytime soon. But uh, who knows? Uh, this is a crazy political environment. Uh, and if you don't believe me, just uh, you know, look at the House committees investigating, the Judiciary Committee, the Oversight Committee, the Weaponization Committee, Congressman Jim Jordan, Congressman James Comer. I mean, they're going after the Biden crime family. Everyone is using the expression now for the Bidens, crime family. And, you know, and I really think that's a little unfair just because 12 Bidens have been <laughs> col collecting uh, some big out of uh, every uh, influence peddling scheme that uh, the Bidens have carried out over the last 15 years. What do hey. you think? Even Bernie Madoff didn't have 12 people involved in the scam. I mean, that's, that's a lot of people, 12. Uh, I think you have to, you, but seriously, you got to give Biden a lot of credit. You know, he looks like a bumbling guy bumping into walls. But that is the greatest influence peddling scheme anybody has ever put together. He's taken in probably $100 million. You know, a lot of these guys, like Paul Ryan, they leave office, they try to make some money peddling influence, and they make a few million. This guy did it without leaving office. Uh, used his family members, and he's made probably more money than anybody doing this. So it's the one thing he was good at. You know, those uh, those middle Atlantic uh, politicians, uh, Spiro Agnew, uh, uh, Biden, they really knew how to rake it in on the side there.
while in office. <laughs> well, especially all the better. If you're going to handle influence, you got to have some influence, right? Yeah. Uh, I have to give James Comer, the chairman of the House Oversight Committee, great credit, not only for the great job he's doing, but he came up with what I think was the best line of the week when he said, it seems every Biden family member was in on the corrupt influence peddling. So many Bidens that no one was left for a Christmas card. <laughs> I, I, you know, Comer's showing uh, showing me a lot of depth and uh, and, and wit here, I, and, I, and I like all of it. Yeah. Uh, listen, there's no, uh, I mean, there's no logical explanation why in the middle of communist China they would just start sending money to Biden's cousin, his mother-in-law, his niece. It doesn't make <laughs> any sense. There's no other possible explanation. It is a crime family. It is a crime family, and, and part of the crime, frankly. Uh, is that with now what looks to be at least six years of investigation, grand jury in involvement, going through Biden, Hunter Biden's uh, tax receipts, uh, his tax statements, uh, his income, whatever it may be, and they still are just now getting ready to meet, apparently, with Justice Department uh, attorneys and the and and by the way, I can't even imagine what the Biden family's legal bills are, but they're going to have a meeting with the Justice Department to figure out which of the misdemeanors uh, that are uh, <laughs> that are clearly laid forth in his uh, laptop, they're going to prosecute uh, with uh, immense energy and vigor. Uh, in other words, it's going to be another nothing burger. Uh, for the Biden family in terms of being held accountable. What do you think? I don't think there are legal bills or anything. The, 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 the whole investigation is rigged. Nothing will ever happen. They, they could use any lawyer they want. And uh, what does the lawyer have to do? Nothing ever comes to trial. I guarantee you, OJ will find the real killers before anybody will indict Hunter Biden. It's not going to happen. Uh, it, it's amazing how, uh, and where's the New York Times? Well, yeah, so I was going to say, where's the media on this? You know, Watergate, they were all over the place, climbing up balconies and climbing through windows. With this, they don't even want to look. They don't even want to know. They should. The media should be investigating this story. Forget the Justice Department. Yeah, and you're right. The Democrats get free lawyers. They get the best lawyers. <laughs> they get big lawyers. They get big law lawyers. And lawfare, that is the arming, the weaponization of law, is all on the side of, Marxist Dems, uh, the more Marxist and the more dim, uh, the more lawyers you've got to call upon to defend yourself or to attack those poor sitting duck Republicans. It is it's not a fair fight, is it? No, uh, it, it's so slanted. You know, look at the Woodward and Bernstein going nuts trying to nail Richard Nixon. Now I'm, I look back and I wonder if that had been a Democrat that had won done Watergate, Woodward and Bernstein would have done nothing, no, absolutely nothing. You know, they keep telling you with uh, Marilyn Monroe, JFK, well, it was a different era. Yeah, he was a Democrat. If that had been Nixon, they would have exposed it that night. It, it, the double standard is, uh, I mean, it's, it's the hypocrisy Democrats are famous for. It's, it's just awful. Yeah, Carl and Bob would have been down there in the uh, underground parking garage waiting for uh, Deep yeah. Drop. <laughs> Uh, and, you know, they'd have to take, uh, you know, shifts because nobody would show up. Uh, Felt would be missing in action. And, and I get a kick out of what we're learning about, uh, just to digress for a moment, about Watergate. You know, here's Felt, the deputy director of the FBI, feeding these guys. You know, how different is that 
than having the FBI represented in the National Security Council uh, uh, and uh, the CIA uh, sitting there in the White House. How, how different is that? I mean, you've got, you've got agencies, the deep state feeding stuff to the media. Uh, it's the same old, same old, isn't it? I mean, there's, yeah. a, there's a template, and they're going to make it work, by golly, uh, all of these bureaucrats uh, and, the, and the Marxist Dems. Yeah, well, I'm trying to remember Watergate. What did Nixon do? He he talked about having the FBI block an investigation. Yes, he did. He just talked about it. In this case, we know of the FBI blocking a million investigations, tampering with Twitter. Uh, look look at these 51 intelligence chiefs, chiefs of intelligence who sign a fake letter, which in a, in a possible criminal case. You look back now, and when they needed a fake uh, WMD appraisal, uh, now you realize how easy it was to get from these 51 guys. No surprise now. <laughs> well, we're we're going to take up those fifty-one so-called intel veterans, and the ease with which they left their conscience and their duty uh, behind them as they went after a politician running for president of the United States uh, and got uh, a former vice president elected. Uh, as we continue, and we are talking with Mister New York, the King of New York Radio. None other than Mark Simone. Stay with us. We're going to have a quick message now from our sponsors. Please stay with us. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're back now talking with Mr. New York, Mark Simone. Mark, uh, the radio show, I know you're still king of the king of New York. Uh, it's just uh, great to watch your success uh, throughout. And I should add, uh, you're a legend as well. Uh, and it's a delight to have you with us here on the Great America Show. Let's go to those 51 Intel veterans who signed that uh, that infamous letter uh, that uh, was intended to shield Joe Biden in the second debate from the uh, assault by President Donald Trump seeking re-election. And they lied through their teeth, didn't they? Yeah, you know, you look at that WMD and you said, well, all those intelligence guys, they wouldn't lie. Now you look at what they did with this. Uh, Anthony Blinken calls him. I need you to sign a letter about this laptop. Not one of them said, well, can we see it? Can we examine the evidence? Can we look in? Whatever it was, they just signed it. A total, complete lie that it was Russian disinformation. At the very end, there is some little fine print where it says we have no actual knowledge of this and we have no evidence. And we, But that was buried at the end. Uh, the fact that these guys would lie in this, I'm talking about Clapper, Brennan, uh, Hayden, those sort of swamp snakes. I think you once said on the, it was a great line. If you have high definition TV, you can see the slime dripping off them. 
Well, Mike, <laughs> they're horrible people. <laughs> they are horrible people, and everybody should know it. But what they did was bring everything they were taught to use against the foreign enemies of the United States. They brought it home. Said, "Why travel when we've got uh, so many targets here right around, uh, right around us in the nation's capital?" Mike Morrell, they who became the acting CIA director, actually saying out loud without so much as a blush, "Why did you do it?" He, he said, "He said because I wanted to get Biden elected." It was that simple, that straightforward, and that infuriating. And obviously, he felt no shame whatsoever that he and his 50 buddies who signed that letter were changing history and intervening in a U.S. presidential election. Yeah, and then you, you look back at that Iraq war, and Bush kept saying, well, I got all these intelligence chiefs that tell me there's WM. Now, you got to look at that in a different light. And uh, I, if I had to guess at the time, how many uh, would lie and sign this fake letter? I would have guessed three or four you might be able to get. All 51 didn't hesitate. Sign the letter right away. Uh, if you need more proof of a deep state or a swamp, then there's something wrong with you. That, I mean, that right there proves what goes on. And how long did it take for the, uh, for the New York Times and the Washington Post to acknowledge that irrespective of that letter, that Hunter Biden laptop was not about disinformation. It was, in fact, real and contains evidence of Lord knows how many crimes, uh, too many to count. Uh, and by the way, John Brennan, the head of the CIA under Obama, is signing off on this, whether it was a wink and a nod or whether it was uh, ink and, uh, and a piece of paper. He was signing off on all of this collusion amongst these veterans, the campaign for Joe Biden, and they managed to do what no one could have imagined, and that is provide Joe Biden a shield against Donald Trump uh, and his accusations uh, against of corruption against Biden. It's, it's a terrible moment. They changed history. They cheated and it's this straightforward, ladies and gentlemen. This is fact. This is not hyperbole. This isn't conjecture. They cheated Donald Trump out of the presidency. His reelection was assured had it not happened. What do you think, Mark? Well, the the letter, these 51 guys were saying it's uh, Russian disinformation. They had all this argument. What's the proof that it was Hunter's laptop? How about the fact that Hunter walked into the shop and handed it to the guy himself personally? So obviously it was his laptop. Signed the receipt for it. Uh, in fact, Hunter has uh, in, in recently sued the guy for releasing the pictures of it. By him suing, he's confirming it's his laptop. I mean, he walked in and handed it to the guy. It's his, it's his laptop. And the debate, uh, that was where the election was really fixed. The debate moderators, when... Biden brought up that phony letter and Trump was about to question this. They cut him off immediately. I'm sorry, we have to go talk about climate change now. And they wouldn't let him finish. Yeah. So that was the rigging of the election right there. Yeah, that and uh, and the FBI had had the, uh, the Hunter Biden laptop from hell in its possession for just about a year at that point. Bill Barr knew what was in it. Bill Barr, President Trump's attorney general, decided, even though he knew that Biden was lying in that debate. Now think about this. This is fact, folks. There's no conjecture, no nothing. This is just fact. 
Barr said he chose not to intervene, knowing that Biden was lying about the laptop that had been in FBI possession. He decided not to intervene because such intervention would be an influence on the outcome of the election. And now let's see. Would it also influence the outcome of the election if he let Biden get away with a lie and those 51 intel veterans get away with that letter accusing uh, the, the laptop of being charging that it was Russian disinformation? You can't make William Barr up. You know that? Well, yeah, I look at Brennan and Clapper as just evil. You know, these are also guys, they're ex-CIA heads. They probably got defense contracts they're trying to sell to somebody in the government. So they'll do whatever they have to. Barr, I think, is not totally evil. He's just a swamp guy uh, who wants to make sure he keeps getting invited to all the right dinner parties and can always get a job. So uh, I think he just saw maybe the wind blowing towards Biden and decided to help him out. Uh, um are just more frightened than evil, I think. More frightened. More frightened. What is more frightening than an evil man who can project <laughs> himself as just confused and going with the with the <laughs> with the fortunes of fate uh, and uh, whichever way the wind is blowing? Uh, it, there's another part to it, though, Mark, because he's also the guy who sent FBI agents over to Twitter, to Facebook, to social media legacy media with this story of disinformation and buried the New York Post reporting on October 14th that revealed all that Hunter had done in that laptop uh, and killed that story as well. So while he was not wanting to intervene in the election, he sent FBI agents over to suppress conservative voices throughout social media, throughout legacy media, and to, uh, to just black out the New York Post breaking story that was, I think, that was the Pulitzer Prize winning story of the election year. But but Barr, really, this man, he was the fulcrum point at which history was changed in 2020. Yeah, all right. <laughs> A little evil. I guess he's evil. Uh, <laughs> Why? Well, I, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't say evil. I just said there's more to the man than I think we're giving him credit or blame. Uh, it's just the swamp, the deep state, you know, all my life, they would always point to some great figure in the public sector and say, why can't we get uh, the great CEOs to come into politics? You know, they used to talk about Lee Iacocca, right. uh, Jack Welch. Hey, there was a time where they, uh, where they were talking about you should run and uh, uh, great, great uh, minds well, from our. Those were desperate times. Then. Well, <laughs> yeah, but I remember Iacocca considering it, Jack Welch saying, well, I don't, they wanted somebody from the outside. And we finally got somebody. It was Donald Trump. And now we see what they do if somebody from the outside ever came in and saw what's under the hood there, how dirty and disgusting their game is. They will do anything to wipe the guy out. They'll put him in jail if they have to to get rid of him. So, uh, no one from the private sector, I think, is coming into government ever again on that level. Well, he's he's not a this is a politician I'm about to talk about, the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, who has already been caricatured, uh, labeled, uh, if you will, by President uh, uh, Trump, which means that he's just been neutralized like Jeb Bush was for uh, what did he call him? Mr. Low Energy. Uh, yeah. he, he calls DeSantis the sanctimonious and desanctus. Uh he, and, and Mr. White uh, Boots, uh, whenever he goes out in the rain, uh, he's he's labeled him. But here's the interesting, uh, to me, uh, tension that's arisen. And that is between the Disney company now suing 
the governor, uh, because he has made things difficult for Disney when they expected to have, well, I guess a lifetime sinecure uh, on uh, on the Disney World and all of the environs around it. Uh, what do you make of that uh, contest? Because it's it, it it does look like a death match. Yeah, DeSantis is a very talented guy. He's a great governor. I don't think he's ready to run for president. He lacks the campaign skills. He's way too early. He's only forty two or whatever. Wait ten, eight years and run then, or at least four years. And, and this is a good example. He uh, goes to war with Disney. It's not a good look for any Republican to be fighting uh, business and corporations and job creators in your own state. And if you really do have a legitimate beef with them, go meet with them, negotiate with them. I think what DeSantis is making clear is he has no skill as a negotiator and his timing is off. You know, it's one thing to fight with that uh, idiot CEO Disney had, but now it's Bob Iger who's back. And he shouldn't be fighting with him. He should be negotiating with him because Iger can out chess game you publicly if that's what you're trying to do. We're talking with the great Mark Simone. That's another great, by the way, Mark. Uh, and let's keep track. <laughs> the great, great Mark Simone. We'll be right back in a minute uh, after these quick words from our great sponsor. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're back with New York radio host Mark Simone, and uh, we are delighted, Mark, that you're spending so much time with us here today. We thank you greatly and always, always uh, enjoy our talks. Thanks so much, Mark. Uh, Let's turn to that uh, negotiating skill, the ability to uh, understand how to put together a deal. You know, I would hope that the governor would avail himself of the uh, immense talent that is available uh, right there on the uh, on the Gold Coast of Florida, right there at Mar-a-Lago, the man who authored the art of the deal, the man who could teach him about negotiating, bring him along uh, in the skills necessary to be a successful politician. I'm referring, of course, to the 45th president of the United States and the 47th president, I'm sure. Uh, Donald J. Trump, what do you think? Uh, again, it's uh, DeSantis and his timing. He could maybe be a good president, but not now. He should be working with Donald Trump. Uh, he should be behind him right now, learn from him. Uh, I think Trump gets real uh, reelected, and four years from now, DeSantis would be perfect to take over. But uh, you're, you're right. It was, De- it was DeSantis had no shot at governor until Trump jumped in and rescued him. Uh, and, and you're right, and he didn't think of it, but he should call on Donald Trump, then go meet with Disney and settle this thing. Um, you know, the problem is Trump would probably settle it in about three hours, and that would make DeSantis look silly. But DeSantis fighting with a corporation in public it's over and over and over, 
uh, just makes him look weaker and weaker. It, it does, because he keeps failing to follow through. But the issues that he's taken on, it was Disney who attacked him on a culture issue, and that is uh, the uh, on the gay issue, uh, the uh, trans issue. Uh, they blew away, what, the $300 million of uh, production uh, sunk uh, investment cost in two films that were absolutely destroyed because they decided to make characters gender, uh, if you will, gender fluid. They changed the gender uh, of uh, the characters, and the movies crashed. Uh, at the same time, they injected themselves uh, into uh, Florida politics on the what became they stamped it uh, they labeled it as don't say gay it's a parental rights piece of legislation uh, and it was a horrible mistake on uh, both I in my judgment on the part of the LGBTQ uh, I uh, uh, community as well as Disney uh, what are your thoughts about corporations and their political activism? Really stupid. I mean, uh, Budweiser proved that beyond any shadow of a doubt. Lost billions in value with uh, their nonsense. But again, with the Disney thing, that was the old CEO who uh, everybody agreed it was a horrible mistake. And that's the reason they threw him out. And uh, Iger had to come out of retirement, sa save the company so he can negotiate with Iger. Uh, Republicans just have to crystallize this issue, uh, saying, uh, rather than argue about each book, just say, how about we have a law? That if you're an adult, you're not allowed to talk to an eight-year-old about sex. Uh, oh, we already do have a law about that. You used to get arrested for doing that, and it should still be the same way. Uh, you just below a certain age, you can't discuss sex at any time, anywhere with children. It, it should always be that way. And don't say gay is a really dumb idea for the uh, LGBTQ community to have gone uh, after that law uh, when they don't want parents' rights or on the wrong side of the argument to begin with. Uh, it, it was very stupid uh, with a, uh, a group that normally is very clever uh, in its uh, uh, political shading, if you will, of nearly every issue. Uh, but on this one, uh, a disaster. And now Iger, who you, whose virtues you were extolling, uh, is following up uh, in the same thing. He's he's escalated the war against uh, the the government of Flo uh, Florida and the, the Ron DeSantis. I I mean I don't see this being a happy ending for the Disney company because they really think they are quite something. They may be quite something, but they're not all that. Uh, corporations, there are limits on what they can do with their political activism, and I think they've gone well beyond uh, the conventional conventional boundaries, don't you? Yeah, but uh, and again, I'm not saying uh, Iger is uh, an angel. He looks like a cold-blooded killer to me, but those are the kind of guys you can negotiate with. Uh, you know, you can go make a deal with them, just lay off the woke stuff, and I'm sure Iger would like to do that. He knows it's got a problem uh, business-wise, but again, you got to be a great... He should be in uh, an office with Iger working this out, get it settled. That would make him look much more heroic than this uh, public battle does. Yeah. I, well, I think one of them should get into a G650 and head toward <laughs> the others, either corporate headquarters or the state's capital, yeah. <laughs> and, and get to work on it, because this is stupid. And, and uh, there's no profit in it, irrespective of what Iger thinks and irrespective of what DeSantis thinks, unless he prevails. If he wins, then there's great profit in it. Uh, but there is no way for Iger to win, in my judgment. Uh, the best he could get would be uh, the status quo, uh, uh, you know, ante, uh, which is 
I think, uh, unlikely at best. Let, let's go to a, a couple of things uh, about Trump, and that is his uh, his unending uh, challenges, to threats uh, from the left, uh, whether it be in uh, uh, in Florida with the federal uh, prosecutors, whether it be in Georgia with the Fulton County District Attorney, whether it be the DA in Manhattan, Alvin Bragg, uh, or uh, the State Attorney General uh, Letitia James. I mean, the man is beset with uh, this uh, madness, and there seems to be no no way to say to call a halt in the judicial system to what is pure uh, harassment and political persecution. Yeah, yeah. If you talk to the great legal minds and scholars, and they'll tell you each one of these cases, uh, totally reversible on appeal. Uh, the Alvin Bragg case, there's nothing there. If you got into a, out of Manhattan into a real court, uh, it would get uh, reversed. But you got to lose the first case to be able to appeal it. And that could take a year or two. Same thing with Georgia. There's no way on earth that would survive uh, a bunch of appeals. But they'll drag this on through the election. Uh, and same thing with this. you got this crazy civil lawsuit right now going on in uh, in Manhattan where the judge right. has made all kinds of ridiculous rulings. Uh, Alan Dershowitz yesterday saying this is clearly reversible on appeal. But again, you got to go lose first before you can appeal. And they'll... They'll just keep delaying uh, the documents case, to, or as he calls it, the boxes case. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just the silliest thing in the world. We've watched what happens with the Biden administration. Uh, they got the, this kid who's a rookie National Guardsman. He gets access to all the documents. Uh, the Bidens leave them all over their houses, garages. Off. I mean, frankly, uh, every classified document in Washington should be sent to Mar-a-Lago. Trump seems to have a pretty secure storage room there with guards and cameras that all our documents seem safer there than with the bidens he just needs a little help on the security to keep unwanted visitors from uh, <laughs> uh entering the the grounds he needs yeah. to work on that part of the security uh, what was it 30 fbi agents showed up uh to uh to unlawfully uh, uh, search uh, uh, his premises and seize his documents. Uh, all of this is still, all of it's floating in the air. All of this comes up. You never hear any more about it. Where are the documents? Who's got the documents? What is, where are we in court? What are the charges? Why are we waiting till July to hear from the DA in Georgia about whether or not she's going to indict President Trump? What What is magic about July? Why not have an answer. Uh, I'll give you the answer, in my opinion, and that is this is all a coordinated effort by the Marxist Dems to attack this president and, as you were suggesting, move all of it into 2024 and make it a problem for the president so it'll do a couple of things, uh, keep seize the headlines, and secondly, create real delays for him and his uh, and barriers to his campaign uh, to become the 47th president of the United States. Yeah, you know, the first debate, Republican debate, scheduled for August. So I think that's why she picked the end of July to make the announcement. So it screws him up in the first debate in August. Well, uh, it's I think you're right. It's uh, it's going to be quite something to watch. And uh, I'm going to, as always, give our guests the last word here on The Great America Show. Uh, our friend Mark Simone. Uh, Mark, if you will, your concluding thoughts on what it's like to be uh, uh, a legend living in, uh, in 2023 America. It is, uh, these are interesting times, if ever there were, right? 
Well, thank God for these Democrats, because if you're a talk show host, it gives you the greatest stuff and uh, most amazing soap opera stories to talk about every day. If it weren't for them, what would we be talking about? Uh, fiscal policy or something? It, uh, it may They may destroy the country, but they're helping my show in the process. Well, and and I, it, we do benefit here on the Great America Show. I'll have to admit, <laughs> by some small margin, uh, from the same uh, uh, from the same gifts that you are receiving, uh, and we are delighted that you shared your time and your thoughts and your great uh, immense talent with us here today on the Great America Show, Mark. Uh, uh, we delight in talking with you. Come back soon, my friend. Thanks. I love listening to you on this great show every every time I get to hear it. Thanks. Mark Simone, a legend, a great American, and great to have you with us today. That's it for us. Join us here tomorrow. We'll be talking with Heather McDonald, author of the important new book, When Race Trumps Merit. Please join us for Heather McDonald here tomorrow. Until then, thanks, God bless you, and America.